the powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, and it's Lori H. Schwartz here, your friendly neighborhood tech cat. And we are here at IIEX, the Insights Innovation Exchange Conference, one of the largest insights conferences in North America, talking to thought leaders. And just when you thought you heard enough wisdom, we bring to you yet another thought leader. (laughs) And that is in the form of Mr. Jason Kramer from Vital Findings. Jason, welcome to voiceamerica.com. Thank you, Laurie. I appreciate the introduction. We are so, so happy to, to get to speak to fine folks like you who are doing really innovative things in the marketing research space. So tell us about what you're doing at Vital Findings. So Vital Findings is different. I founded the company about six and a half years ago because what I found, I'd worked at large research companies, worked at like Nielsen or Lieberman Research. And what I found is that um, research was kind of um, like accounting. Um, it was very much about, you know, get the data, report the data, but no one ever really paid attention to the results. And what I wanted to do with Vital Findings was focus on what's the actual impact um, is our data being used? Are people paying attention to, um, to, to what our research is saying? Are they actually acting on it? And so we're focused on using uh, design, um, infographics, video to, to evangelize research results. And we're also pioneering a new methodology called visual questionnaire design, where we're actually um, putting infographic-ready questions in our surveys to get better responses and to make them much more interactive and fulfilling for respondents. God, that's so interesting. So you're actually uh, making the experience of taking the questionnaire more engaging. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how many surveys you've taken, but... um, I don't even finish half of them because I just get bored. So, so, I, so I, I'm intrigued by what you're talking about. Well, I mean, that's a huge issue, and I, I appreciate you admitting that to me, Laurie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually you start one because either you're an enthusiast or an influencer or a fan of the thing, or you're pissed off and you want to express a grievance, you know, or it's just something fun to kill a moment with. Like, it's literally those three reasons, but often... In the middle, I just lose interest because it's just answering a sentence and clicking on a box. And it reminds me of like high school number two pencil tests. And you I, know? So I think you have a very common experience and I think that happens a lot. I think, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because it's just getting worse, right? Because yeah. you've got, um, you know, surveys used to be over the phone um, or paper and pencil. Then they went online. You can do them on your computer. But... Um, and now the average att- attention span is about eight seconds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we have I'm to I'm sorry, capture... I wasn't paying attention. What? Just <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Wait, give me f- <laughs> six more seconds to give me. Uh, so, you know, the average attention span, you know, is so short. And we're competing with, uh, you know, with apps. We're competing with really well-designed app websites to get people's attention. And we're using technology that's maybe 10 or 12 years old. So... There's a real, a real need to make the experience better for people who are taking our surveys. And frankly, you know, a lot of the, the challenge is that the data that we're getting back, if it's boring, if it's, there's too much text, if it's really long. It, it, it makes the data not useful, right? Because then, cause the data becomes influenced by the experience of taking the survey. Yeah, well, either you get people who, people responding who are just, you know, 
really, you know, into, um, you know, uh, punishing themselves <laughs> or, or you get people That's who, me. yeah, like there you play. go. <laughs> or you get people who, who, yeah. you know, skip over the results, but there, there are a lot of solutions. I yeah. mean, one is that those moments that you described, um, of, you know, killing time or, or, you know, wanting to give some quick feedback, like that's spurred the, spurred the, uh, industry to focus a lot more on mobile technologies and be able to take surveys on mobile phones. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think one thing that we're really focused on is, you know, for a new, new technology. So for example, before Uber came out, um, or when they, when they were first starting, people were really interested in, is this a technology that's going to take off? And it's kind of, it's an easy thing to use. Yeah, yeah. It's a difficult thing to describe. Right, right. So, um, you know, you've got this industry term called ride sharing, right? And right. it's not consumer friendly. Um, people maybe know about it now because it's, it's been around long enough. Um, you've got uh, a technology that is, you know, it's very pervasive if, if you're in big cities, but if you're, you know, in a medium or a small size city, maybe you've heard of it, but yeah, maybe yeah. you don't really know what it is yeah. and so if you do research research on something like that and you just explain it with text if you just say that you know there's a new service called ride sharing where you know you can um, use your smartphone to call a car um, and you know it's paid through your credit card so if you've used it before you know what that means but you don't know what the experience is going to be like right so right right we'll actually one thing we've done is for that is create little cartoon so it's like five or six storyboards it explains um you know what happens from the moment you you know see your car you open up the app you call it you get in um you get you... so you storyboard the experience to a certain extent yeah you know? because we need like to that. ask we need people to pay attention to it yeah um and if... yeah this this totally makes sense to me because i feel like we've all evolved past text and we're used to image and we're used to video, we're used to sound, and it's only going to get even more intense as VR and AR and all these other immersive experiences become normal. So then anything that anyone's doing, if you, if you go analog where everyone is immersive, why would anyone pay attention? So, it to- so how, do, how do marketers work with you? Are other research companies hiring you to execute on their survey? So we're... You know? Well, we're full service. I mean, we do the research ourselves. And I think, so there definitely is a scalable solution and maybe that's mm-hmm. down the line in the future. I think for now, you know, we actually have an, uh, an in-house graphic design studio where we'll create these questions, you know, ad hoc. Um, and but most of our research projects are very custom and they kind of need that kind of solution. God, I love that. So you have designers. Um, hanging out because everything has to be designed. Yeah, because everything has to be designed in the same kind of expectation that... For regular research, for normal text-based research. So you have to have both skills at the company. And um, are people used to this idea? I mean, when you... I don't, have you spoken yet at the conference? I spoke this morning. And, and were people like, oh my God, that's so cool? Or were they like... This is a waste of time. I have to get out of here. Why'd they put Jason on this? <laughs> well, I, I would probably never reveal it if they did the second. But uh, no, I think we got an enthusiastic reception. I think what what makes it different is that people recognize that there's this issue, yeah. right? That yeah. respondents 
They're not reading text. It's just like using mobile and all these other things that people are doing. You are bringing yet another modern solution to the table. Exactly. And I think, you know, what, what people are kind of interested in is could there, is there an opportunity to scale this? Is there an opportunity to make it self-serve? Um, and I think right now, honestly, we're still in the experimentation phase. Mm -hmm, We mm -hmm. did this as a workshop to see kind of what's, what's the reaction. Mm -hmm. We also actually did, um, video interviews with respondents where we actually showed them. So people commonly take surveys. We showed them the text version of the survey, and then we showed them the visual questionnaire design version of the survey. And people overwhelmingly preferred the visual questionnaire design version. Right, right. And yeah, I, I just think that's so smart. I mean, it just makes me think of like, you know, when that that um, Battleship Potemkin movie came out mm-hmm. and we all got used to jump cuts and now you can't go back. So I would think like, uh, I don't know, it's a strange analogy, but I would think once you introduce this into the marketplace, no one's going to want to go back to just text. I, I think, you know, respondents, just like reading the news or something like you skim it and so if if i'm trying to get feedback like really detailed feedback on something like you know uber's launch right that's that's incredibly important right they need to know how are people going to react to each part of the experience so if i you know describe it in two paragraphs and people read the first two sentences you know i'm missing out on uh on the, the feedback that i need to make that a successful product so um, one last question for you as, as we're wrapping up, but what have you learned in this experience that you're surprised about? Like, is there any insight that you've garnered from this, from doing this kind of work that you're like, I didn't know that, you know? So, you know, I think the thing that's most surprising is that um, people are conditioned to, so some things that may, we may think of as bad in surveys or maybe, you know, the old school, like, you know, radio buttons, um, or drop-down menus, people are used to those. So you can't just go and change everything um, all at once. You really have to focus on, you know, where does it matter? Right, right. And you know, so most of uh, most of our questions are still radio buttons. Are still sort of like the standard way of, of asking things because, you know, people are used to that. So you so know, you, you can't disrupt it completely. You're sort of you know doing it where it matters. Pick your battles. Yeah. yeah, and and respondent engagement, um, you know, getting better data through visuals, that's the battle to fight. Well, that's so interesting. So, where can we learn more about Vital Finding? So you can go to vitalfindings.com, um, and we have uh, we're actually going to uh, put some information up about visual questionnaire design on our site, and uh, you can also find out about a lot of the uh, research evangelization techniques that we're doing. And what about, uh, are you tweeting? Are you blogging? Are you publishing any, uh, you probably don't have any time. So (laughs) we speak at conferences a lot. Okay. And this is, this is a good one. And and you have to show it. You have to show everything, right? Because then people understand. That's the thing about design. You can say, or, or research even, you can say that you're a great researcher. You can say that the work's really good. People have to see it to believe it. 
Well, it's so good talking to you. I, I feel much better now about research future. <laughs> well, now that you're at the game doing well, what doing what you're doing. I appreciate that, Laura. I think you can rest assured that researchers are focused on making your experience better and solving the issues that you mentioned. Yeah, that's great. So uh, Jason Kramer from Vital Findings, so great to talk to you here live on voiceamerica.com at the IIEX conference in North America, um, coming straight from very hot Atlanta. We'll be back in a moment with more Thought Leaders. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. <laughs> 